Hello, hello, hello. Nicola Brown sat long since I uh, last saw you. Happily. I know, it's weird because normally when we see each other, something happens, it's like somebody's sick or up the walls or we, mm. so we put it off the podcast for a week normally. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's great. It's lovely to see you. We had a great old weekend. Did great. Oh, it was grand. We had such a good time. Yeah, it was a great laugh. <laughs> um, I was trying to figure out today if I'm still hungover, if I got a bit of a cold and I think it might be the latter. Boo. Um, <laughs> Have you been out um, running and stuff? Since I, yeah, I went back? out running yesterday. I didn't feel too bad yesterday. Well, I felt a bit like the Monday after a weekend sesh, but I was yeah. able for the run today. I just couldn't get myself out the door and it was pouring rain before lunch and it was kind of on and off. And if I'd really wanted to go, I could have chanced it between showers, but I just felt like muck and I just felt like cold. And yeah, so I had a day off in inverted commas. So hopefully back on the wagon tomorrow, but I'm just really, really busy at work. So it's getting out during the day is difficult. So, but you know what? Know. It was semi, there was still a bit of light at about 10 past five this evening. So I'm hoping if I start doing it like an earlier start and I can finish at four, I'll be able to do some runs in the evenings from soon, hopefully. So that's positive. So yes, how have you been since the weekend? And a bit a belated happy birthday to Paddy. We had a massive set at the weekend. So thanks to him <laughs> for all the crack. We did. Um, I have been fine, extremely busy as well in work and I actually thought it was going to be kind of quiet enough week, but no, mm. as soon as you think it's going to be quiet, it is not. So, um, yeah, um, all is fine though, all is well. Tomorrow's the 1st of February. Uh, it is the St. Bridget's Day, so we'll hope for a nice mm-hmm. day today. It was a beautiful day in Ireland, so, you know, they say, isn't it yes. what they say? Like, if it's a nice day on St. Bridget's Day, you're going to have mm. a nice summer so mm. roll on the sunshine because I'm not getting a sun holiday in the first half of this year. So I need to know if there's going to be a sun here. Well, <laughs> you are hopefully getting a baby in a house in the first half of this year. So, I mean, they kind of tramp, tramp, trump, uh, they tramp, they trump a uh, sun holiday. But I know what you mean. I know. God, I'd love a sun holiday. Um, mm. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So fingers crossed the things start to pick up. The weather is just a bit mad here at the moment as well. It's like mild one day, freezing the next. Um but it's all very good. cold here as well. I know we always talk about the weather and we always start with it, but it's gone very cold here too. And I'm so sick of it. I'm like, roll on the heat. I just need it to end. But there's a fine stretch in the evenings. That's what say. I would say. As I was yeah. saying. Um, I don't know who I was saying it's the weekends, but I was saying the kids in this house hadn't been sick since like October, November, oh, which no. is a miracle. And Estelle comes in the door to them, my nose didn't stop running all day and her eyes are all oh, puffy. Oh, no. So I was just <laughs> oh, like, oh, here that's we your own fault now. go. I said, it, I, said it, I said it out loud. I, it was the first time I have said it. But we got through all of December, all of Christmas, everything, no illness. And here we are, 31st January. But you know what? We're over. We're well overdue it. But they were so sick for those first few months last year. It was ridiculous all the time. So um, anyway, hopefully it's just a head cold, you know, because uh, we've yeah. arranged her first kind of play date this weekend oh, since we moved here. Um, nice. Well, not, but first kind of having a friend over kind of thing, you know, that's from school or whatever. So hopefully they won't have to cancel that. But um, nice. yeah, mad busy week with like, there's some languages thing at school tomorrow night I have to take her to. And then there's a consultation kind of meeting about stuff that's going on in the school as well on Thursday night. So just it's all go. It's all, all go. go. Yeah, yeah, mm. but all good. So get the show on the road. Number one. One.
I always feel like I need to every now and again say to the people who are listening, if they haven't listened before, that this what the show is about. So, <laughs> uh, and we forget to do it a lot of the time. So, Fox Wars 5, five things you need to know about every week. Uh, the first one is usually sort of news or sort of wellness kind of stuff. Second item is usually TV. Well, it's always TV. The third item is our Fox of the Week. So somebody you want to celebrate. Our fourth item is our trend or our follow. And then our fifth item is news, music news. So first up this week is um, more advice leading on from last week. We were talking about burnout a bit last week. So this is an article uh, from BBC, which was based on an interview they did on Women's Hour with a um, radio presenter and author called Claudia Hammond. Um, And she was on to talk to them about rest uh, and how we all need to make time for it. So I thought this was kind of an apt follow on from next week, uh, from last week, where we were talking about burnout. So uh, Claudia was involved in the world's largest ever study on rest, the rest test, which was conducted in 2016. Clever name, lads. Very Um, clever. I was about to say rules off the tongue, you know. (laughs) mm -hmm. Uh, It was launched on All in Mind and BBC Radio 4 in collaboration with the Welcome Collection Hubbub and Durham University. They developed a questionnaire asking people what rest meant to them, how they rested and whether they would like more of it. So she shared some of her learnings. First thing, rest doesn't have to mean doing nothing. Come on, Claudia. Yes, it does. (laughs) No, rest is something that relaxes you. It's something that's intentional, that's restorative, that leaves you feeling refreshed afterwards. But the key thing is it doesn't have to mean doing nothing at all. In fact, lots of people find it very hard to sit still and do nothing. You might be able to get more rest if you think... Uh, or if you find, say, cooking restful, then you could do that. Or you could maybe exercise or a train journey. Um, these can all be restful. I do find train journeys kind of restful, I must say. Um, number two, give yourself permission to rest properly. Don't feel guilty about resting. In the rest test, more women said they felt guilty whenever they rested because there's always something else to be doing. One way of giving yourself permission to rest is to recognise the benefits it has for your mental health. You probably won't feel guilty going for a run because, you know, that's good for you physically and mentally. But people do feel guilty about resting. Uh, Okay. I I often think it's like as well, if you go for like a beauty treatment or something, it's Mm. nice or like your hair done. That's Mm. probably the most times that I rest and I kind of don't, I wouldn't even be on my phone that much, you know, if you're chatting and stuff. Or when I get my eyebrows done, even if it's Mm. only half an hour, you're not looking at your phone. So I find it very restful. It is kind of, (laughs) yeah, it is kind of enforced rest, isn't it? Or enforced like removal of the phone, you know? Um, Yes, yeah. I'm going to predict now that in the next five, years you're going to see a lot more of people leaving their phone at home leaving their phone Mm. when they go on holidays things like that there's a kind of a movement happening of um what's the word digital detox not even Mm. digital detox but just that's that sounds like you do it for a week or something just detaching digital detach you heard it here for first folks this is the new (laughs) trend we're going to start a digital detach okay Mm. I came up with the phrase, going to start a new podcast about it. (laughs) Right. Uh, Number three, test different activities until you find some that work for you. Choose two or three activities which you find truly restful and try to find 15 minutes a day to do them. Jesus. Yeah, right. In the rest test, the most popular restful activities were reading, being in nature, spending time alone, listening to music and also doing nothing in particular. Uh, Number four, try to spend some time alone. The top five activities in the rest test were all things people tend to do alone. We looked at personality as well. 
And even if you just took the extroverts, the top activities were still things they did alone. So in one way, what we all need, what we all need, which isn't easy for everyone to get, is some time on your own. The most restful activities tend to be those that distract you from your worries, allow your mind to wander, don't make you feel guilty and give you a break from other people. I was actually saying this last week to mom because uh, Stuart was in Ireland for the day. So I was in the house on my own for Mm. the day. And I, I swear to God, it, I felt a kind of a relief. Like, this is nothing against mm. George. But I think it's that thing where you don't have to check in with someone. You don't have to be, like, yeah. there and available or whatever. You know, it was like, it's kind of hard to explain because it's not as if Stuart's bothering me or anything like that. It's just kind of peace and quiet or something. I don't know. Strange. Yeah. I, th- I, I, like, I find as well, though, you see the two ye kind of work. Well, you don't always work from home and neither does he, but, like, a lot mm. of the time, so 70, 80% you're working at home together. Mm. I find that is kind of... Not that he's so sure you might go some days without even seeing each other, mm-hmm. but I just I wouldn't like that as much. I enjoy mm-hmm. being on my own when I'm mm-hmm. working as well, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. even if it's in two separate rooms. I just enjoy being in the house on my mm-hmm. own, you know, mm-hmm. I find it kind of therapeutic. <laughs> we, have, we haven't killed each other yet, so that's positive. Yeah. Us, yeah, true. So uh, five, reframe your wasted time as rest. If you're really busy, you can spot some of the wasted time and reframe that as rest as well. So if if you've missed a parcel and you have to go to a queue in a delivery office for 10 minutes, you might think, how annoying is that? But if somebody would say to you, you can just rest now for 10 minutes and watch the world go by, you might look at it differently. So reframing those wasted moments is another way of building in some rest. Well, that depends on whether they've got a seat for you or not. If you have to stand, that might be a pain. <laughs> um, number six, add small restful moments to your life. If you're so busy that resting feels impossible, remember that even two minute micro breaks where you stare out the window or doodle at uh, or cl- doodle or close your eyes or leave your desk to make a cup of tea can make a difference to levels of concentration and well-being. Um, there was a really interesting study from South Korea where they got people at work to take these micro breaks throughout the day. If they did this each hour at the end of the day, their levels of well-being were higher. Uh, seven, mm. stop fetishizing being busy at all times. Uh, Claudia says, I think there's a cult of busyness. Busy, busy, being busy has mm. almost become a status symbol. If I see someone I know and they say, how are you? How's work? I'll say, oh, I'm really busy. A bit too busy, really. How much is that a claim to say, look how busy I am at work. Look how important I must be. If we're honest, yeah. I think it's very difficult to answer and say, oh, I've not been doing very much, really. I've been getting a bit of rest. We should feel that we can say that it's a, it's good to rest. Yeah, but we can only say that if we are getting the rest. <laughs> Create yeah. a box of rest. I didn't think this, I thought this thing was a bit silly. It was like put things that make you chill out in a in a box, whether it's like bubble bath or a book or crochet or whatever, and then um, find 15 minutes to open the box during the day or whatever. So I thought that was the weakest suggestion. But there you go. Yeah. You can find out uh, more about that. She's got a book called The Art of Rest. And I think there's a rest mm-hmm. test if you go onto BBC website as well. There you go. Interesting. Very interesting. Chill out. We all need Chill out, man. Chill out. <laughs> there you go. Over to you, Nick. Number two. Two. Firstly, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but I am not emotionally recovered from last night's episode. Episode three of Last, of last of, us. of Us. I heard it's amazing. I'm going to But it's an amazing episode of television. Maybe wow. one of the best episodes of television like ever really? with the amount of emotion it could provoke so I'm not going to spoil it but I'll just say that and like especially with my pregnancy hormones <laughs> I just kept repeating over and over again how upset I was <laughs> oh Jesus so, I'm going to watch it tonight actually well, how many episodes are there in the series 
10, I think. I think there's oh, geez, no, it's okay. So it's not like a cliffhanger thing then. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Well, no. Well, there's, we're only into three now. There's yeah. three. So yeah. I think there's 10 in total. Maybe less. Mm. I thought 10 though. But anyway, it's brilliant. It's a brilliant piece of TV. Enjoy it. Uh, we'll talk about it next week. Um, so on Sunday, when I had like a sober hangover from just the tiredness of the weekend, we were just, you know, trying to find something a bit mindless to watch. So I put a message into the the our family kids chat as well oh, about yeah. this. But we put on this show on Netflix. It's called Physical 100. And it's a Korean TV show. And it's about like all these different people from all different walks of life that are physical in their day to day, whether it's their job to be physical. So like they're somebody who's like in mountain rescue or they're a firefighter or um a like work in the prison system or a prison mm. officer or whatever or there's professional sports athletes so like MMA fighters there's Olympians like gymnasts um skaters cyclists all these different types of sports people as well mm. and there's a hundred of them some women not that many women I'd say maybe only about 15 or 20 women the rest mm. are the majority are men and the whole purpose of it is that they want to find out what's the kind of physical physique that is kind of the fittest I suppose what's the most physical so they're putting them through a set of five different tests to see basically who wins out but it's really like Squid Game. In the in, sense yeah, you that start with like, 100 people and they're going to start knocking them out, like, basically. Kind of, yeah, but it's mm. just kind of mad. Like, I mean, it's not to spoil it, but the first thing is just a hanging, you know, competition. Oh, the bars. Like they do yeah, in Ireland's do, Fittest they, Family. Yeah, Ireland's Fittest Family. I was saying that to you. <laughs> but, um, so they start with that and, yeah, you kind of whittle down from there. But then the second round is like a physical physical fight kind of like they have to get a ball and you have to be the one holding the ball at the end of the two minutes but they fucking go at each other like so I was there roaring at the television it sounds mad and obviously it's in Korean so it's subtitled but it is such enjoyable television oh my (laughs) god so like it probably sounds mad but like totally brainless and like really enjoy it I could just completely like focus on it and it's very interesting too because it's interesting so did they whittle down the hundred in the episode you watched or is it down to like 50 no, now the next episode it'll be no. about 50 down to 40 no so so I'm there's only two released they're being released kind of oh, slowly there's two okay. two out now today as well and I think there's going to be two kind of again by the end of this week and I think there's 10 or 12 in total but it'll uh, be done by the end in two weeks time it's all going to be released but I kind of like that because it kind of gives you stuff to look forward to then during the week but um, currently I say I don't really want to spoil it but like the first test, I thought they were eliminating people after the hanging. They not, they weren't. They were ranking them based on oh, the hanging. Okay. So you okay. got a rank, yeah. Mm. And then that kind of has a play into the second game in terms of mm. who takes on two, and you can kind of guess how that would work. Okay, you know? okay, okay. Yeah. Um, but really interesting, and like they got to select the people that they fight with. So it's mad. It's and they're so polite. The Koreans are so nice, but um. It's really enjoyable. Like, I can't get over how enjoyable it is. It's literally like Squid Games without people dying. And, um, <laughs> like, we've only seen two different competitions so far. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see, like, what they do. It's only five in total. Yeah. So I don't know what the other three are going to be. Okay. But it's obviously all different things where they're testing different strengths. Because, like, that hanging thing, you knew straight away the biggest men were going to drop quick. Because, like, mm-hmm. they are very strong. But can yeah. they hold their own weight when yeah. they're so heavy? You know, things like that. And then some of the girls did a bit better because they're slight but like you know it kind of depends on what their yeah. sports field is body then, strength. Like, yeah. 
Yeah, and there was a guy who was a climber and obviously he was going to do well because his upper body is strong. So it's interesting to see as it goes on who mm. is more fit than others. There's also a few like um, guys who were in this uh, army, women and men who were in the army, like the na- the kind of Korean version of the Navy, like mm. Navy SEALs, it seems like, you know, mm-hmm. special forces kind of. Um, so it's mad. Really interesting, though. I'm really yeah. enjoying it. So like, two more. Do you find yourself actually, rooting uh, for the like lollipop lady or whatever the underdog? That's exactly. People. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And there definitely are underdog. And some of them are yeah. very famous. Like when they were walking into the room, the first thing like nobody else knew who was in it, and there was people shouting and congratulating people and shaking their hands, being like, oh, "It's great to meet you." You know, some of them are very oh, really? famous. Oh, that's in cool. Korea, so, so it's kind of like yeah, a so real kind of experiment in a way. Yeah, yeah. It's so it's mad to see. There's like one really famous MMA guy. That they were all like, oh my god, oh my god, freaking out about. And obviously, there's an Olympian who has a gold medal. Yeah, yeah so it's really, it's really enjoyable. I have trust to say. the Koreans, like trust the Koreans. Yeah, oh, you can this. see now, like in the next year, the Americans are definitely going to do it yeah. and stuff. And you do one of the UK sounds bad, but mm. we were very much like, oh god, it'd be totally different if it was the US guys because mm. the Koreans are so nice to each other. You know, they're mm-hmm. very polite to each other. Yeah. but it is kind of ruthless, but they're very nice. So, mm-hmm. um, anyway, that was my random. I might check that out as well tonight. Now I'm interested to to watch that. But there's uh, um one other quick one I wanted to mention because it's. And I want to talk about it next week, but I wanted to talk about it now was just as a reminder to people is um, the Pamela Anderson documentary, which mm. I'm really looking forward to on yep, Netflix as well. Really I've heard a bit about it. Mm. So that came out today as well. So um, maybe one to look at over the next week, just because oh. she's obviously had a bit All of the things I want to watch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely. know, it's great because it was not mm. on telly there for a while. So it's great. Mm. So yeah, yeah, I heard Pamela talk as well. And like she talks about the new the TV series that came out with on yeah, I think it was on Amazon Pam and with Tommy. Yeah. Disney Plus and, and being kind of betrayed by that and all that yeah. stuff as well. So yeah, I think it sounds good. So yeah, good recommendation, Nicola. Okay, that's great. Physical one hundred on Netflix. Yeah. Enjoy. Number three. Three. So uh I've I've harked back into the di- distant ancient past for um <laughs> uh, Fox this week because I haven't done a historical figure in a long time and this one is a little bit sketchy but it was interesting I thought so our Fox this week is called Anne Bonny also known as Anne Cormac and she was born around 1698 which is quite a long time ago and Mm. uh, she was a notorious ruthless pirate who pillaged merchant ships in the Caribbean. Um, she was she was born in the old head of Kinsale in County Cork, uh, the illegitimate daughter of a lawyer and his maid. Her father brought her and her mother to South Carolina to start a new life. Um, and it was recorded that she had red hair and was considered to be a good catch. She later married a seaman named James Bonney, James hoped to win possession of his father-in-law's estate, but Bonnie was disowned by her father. Uh, she didn't approve of James Bonnie as a husband for his daughter, and he kicked her out of the house. Um, there's a story that Bonnie set fire to her father's plantation in retaliation, but no evidence exists of this. But although if you hear the next few lines, you could probably believe it. Um, Anne and James sailed to the Bahamas and here James made money by reporting pirates to the local governor. But Anne preferred to join the pirates and deserted Bonnie for a colourful pirate called Calico Jack. <laughs> this is like something out of... This is mad, yeah. Uh, I don't know, a Disney movie or something. So um, 
Back then, sailors believed a woman's presence on board brought bad luck, but she hid her identity. She'd only dress... She never hid her identity. She didn't care. So she only dressed like a man when they were um, basically fighting or, you know, trying to steal somebody else's ship or whatever. Um, And she had, like, a sword and a pistol and a machete like the rest of them. Um, The British Navy captured their ship when most of the crew was drunk, but Anne and another female pirate, Mary Reed, were its fieriest defenders. The whole crew was executed... But being pregnant, both Anne and Mary escaped. Wow. What happened next is disputed. However, many believe Anne returned to South Carolina and lived a long life. In 2020, a statue of Bonnie and Reed was unveiled at Execution Dock in Wapping, London. And it's planned to eventually bring the statue to Borough Island in South Devon. I don't know what her English connection is. Maybe Reed is the English connection. Um mm. So not an awful lot of detail on her, but she sounded badass. Mad. Yeah, totally badass. And she was pregnant doing that as well, mad at the end. <laughs> I think she must Crazy. have um she must have shuffled off and like straightened out her life after all, after that arrest or near execution, you know. Um, yeah, she's a mad, mad one. Colourful character, yeah. So, um and Bonnie. There you go. Interesting one. Thank you, Kelly. Number four. Four. So this week, right, I was trying to wreck my brain on what to do. And I was looking at, you know, the usual stuff. But then I had a conversation with a friend over the last week about just like online shopping and like tips and tricks in terms of online shopping and stuff Mm. like that. So I thought it was kind of a handy one to share. Mm. So I'm just going to share some of Nicola's top tips in terms of getting yourself a bargain. Oh, oh, I love it, love it, love it. So uh, first Just in time for payday. (laughs) Well, that's it. Jesus, ours was last week. It's already gone. Um, so firstly, the one I want to talk about, which was very popular a few years ago, but I think a lot of people have forgotten about it. And again, I think that we're quite savvy, the two of us, so we would have definitely talked about it many times, but is um, Skyscanner. So mm. a lot of people have kind of forgotten that it exists. And if anyone doesn't know what we're talking about, which again, I think it's a big one, but then I talk to people and they don't know about it. So this is why I'm talking about it so again apologies if you do use it but it's just um, so Skyscanner you look up your flights you can look up like a particular destination for example or you can look up like I could look up Cork to everywhere on certain dates Mm -hmm. that I know I want to leave and it will give me all the options and the flight prices and all that Um, but also if you have like a specific destination you want to go to and you know the dates you want to go you can search for the flight and you can set like price alerts for yourself Mm. so you can keep a track on the flights whether they go up or down or whatever and the benefit for it is you're not searching on the website directly obviously when you're searching on things like Ryanair Aer Lingus or TUI or any of those websites Virgin whatever and it will of course uh, drive up the the price of the flights so another little tip to stop doing that is just to delete your cookies after every time or more simply just use Skyscanner and it will of course like if you're going Yeah, if you're going somewhere further afield, you can, of course, like it will show you different routes. You can mm-hmm. obviously search direct or you can search like if you don't mind going and having a layover somewhere. Sometimes you can do that extremely cheaply. You can also set filters in terms of the amount of time you want to be in the airport or what time of the day you want to fly and things like that, which is much more handy when you're going for those kind of long haul flights. Mm. Um but you can bang your, get yourself serious bargains by doing so. You can also search like 
uh, Cork to Spain and it would bring up all the Spain options or like Spain to Ireland and then mm. it would tell you like if Shannon's cheaper, Dublin's cheaper or Cork's mm. cheaper or whatever it may be. So again, it just saves you a lot of time of like going and looking at various different websites and stuff. So I find it brilliant for that. Well, one thing I did with it recently that I maybe have never done before and it was actually really cool was you can look up a destination, right? So say, mm. I don't know, Edinburgh to Lanzarote and mm. you don't have to put the dates on and then yeah, it'll serve you the all the cheapest flights. Yeah, so you true. can ask for what are the best flights in the next six months and it will give you a three-day option, a four-day option, a seven-day option, whatever, and it'll do it in ascending order in terms of price. Which is brilliant because yeah, if you were just like really well. flexible and you're like, I need to, I want to do that. I want to go there for three days and you don't care when you can literally yeah. find the cheapest time to go. Just it'll tell you what, when rather than having to change the dates, go on the website, change the dates all the time, keep looking, blah, blah, blah. And sometimes it'll, because it searches multiple airlines, it'll send you out with one yeah. airline and bring you back with another, which is virtually impossible to coordinate when you're looking up yeah, the websites yourself. Up the websites. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, it's really good. And uh, like I said, the price alerts thing I find is very, very good just because it's handy to keep a track on things. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. they go down drastically. Like we're not going now, but I did set it at one for like the Canaries for like March when we were kind of half thinking. And it's great to see them drop because like mm-hmm. when they drop, then you you know you should hop on and get it. So that's my one of my number one websites for money saving. The um, second one is a really obvious one, but I thought again that I would talk about it. Um, well, I can kind of talk about two, but um, so with Booking.com, everyone everyone uses Booking.com, but with Booking.com, when you create an account and you use it more regularly, you go up genius levels. So mm-hmm. I don't know if people know about this or not. If you're not using it that frequently, then you maybe don't. Um, so your genius level goes up the more that you book. I think I'm on genius level three or something. That's from years of booking things. So it's not exactly quick. But the higher the genius level you go, the more percentage you get off of certain mm-hmm. bookings. And also, a lot of the time, if you look on your phone, uh, booking.com will give you a app-specific discount. So mm-hmm. you can get it even cheaper. So you mm-hmm. could look online on a computer and see blah 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 like 400 quid and then you could mm. look on the app and it will give you an extra 20% on the app not always but sometimes if again if you're flexible yeah. what you want to go to you're better off always checking the app on your phone because you'll always mm. get a bit of an extra discount on some options like not everything yeah. but I always try it because it's always worth it this um, is a real yesterday. thing because I've been in groups with people and we've looked up hotels where we've been going away different prices and we all get yeah. different prices yeah exactly so yeah. whoever gets the cheapest one books <laughs> usually yeah so I always think that's super handy as well and then just obviously on the back of that you have Trivago which everyone's probably seen all the ads and all that and Trivago will do kind of what Skyscanner does and it will search all the websites for you to find the cheapest deal on whatever area you want to go to so Mm. it'll show you a hotel and it will show you this is the price on booking.com this is the price on the hotel website a lot of the time now hotel websites are also offering you the same price as what you can find on something else so if you Mm. find it cheaper on booking they will match it for you if you Mm. get in touch with them if you want Mm. to book directly because they're paying out all the time so they're paying booking.com for your Mm. booking so a lot of time they want to save that so you're better reaching out to the hotel to ask them to match your price than you are booking on booking.com but then again if you do that you're not getting your genius discount yeah and booking.com tend to have 
more flexibility in their yeah, so you can buy flexible stuff. yeah policies mm-hmm. and often you can book a hotel and not have to pay anything until the week of or when you're there and it's really handy because sometimes especially if you're going to somewhere that's not like you know it's not like I was looking at hotels for the London Marathon like yeah that'll be bad time to book because everyone they want to yes. get everyone in and it's busy but if you're going somewhere when it's not particularly busy or whatever they'll mm. usually let you book for free and you have up until yeah, a particular exactly. date to cancel and that's the kind of useful thing and you don't have to pay anything you know so booking yeah, that and sometimes great like, hotels will can give you like you know they might throw something in if you book directly with them or whatever you know sometimes it might be worth it like you might get breakfast included Mm. if you go through the hotel Mm, and maybe not mm. on booking and things like that so it's worth checking and then my final little tip because this was the one that actually brought up the conversation was shopping in sterling for people in ireland so unfortunately it doesn't uh, include our lovely scottish or uk listeners but in ireland if you buy in pounds on amazon asos like river island is another one i use um trying to think what else like it doesn't work with some websites that you think that it would but with all of those you can shop in pounds and it will work out cheaper so even with the exchange rate if you're paying in pounds it will um pay and like with amazon it obviously gives you the option once you go through to your basket it selects do you want to pay in pounds or do you want to play in euro with the euro it fluctuates a lot more than paying mm. with the cost of the pound so mm. you're better off selecting the pound and it'll be cheaper than the euro equivalent and it's the same then on things like river island or asos and that it's always cheaper to pay in pounds. That the only one that's not cheaper is Zara. Have we just established? Yeah, this, we, we talked about that. Yeah. It's it's so because Zara is a European company. It's because it's yeah. a Spanish or Spanish or Portuguese. It's um, cheaper in euros than it is in pounds. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, yeah. an interesting okay. one. But top little tips for you there, and also no, ASOS has lots of discounts lately so just make sure if you are again mm. buying anything just bloody wait like mm-hmm. I think they have 30% off today and yeah. they had a massive discount last week too so just wait if you can mm. for whatever you want what I usually do is add stuff into the basket and when it comes up then bye 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 new promo yeah. code and you get to buy your with your discount same goes for makeup ASOS mm-hmm. sells a lot of makeup a lot of people don't mm-hmm. know that you can buy a Charlotte Tilbury Mac all that on ASOS too and, use and you the get codes. it much cheaper yeah brilliant, yeah, brilliant you brilliant, get it much good. much much cheaper so they're cool. my top there's 30% uh, there's 30% off on ASOS at the moment actually and I have a few things on my like list that are relatively cheap actually so it's probably a good time just to yeah. chuck them in there and get them now that the emerging from the winter woolies and jeans is potentially on the horizon, you know. Cool. That was great, Nick. Good time of year for that. those kind of tips as well. So uh, thank you very much. Uh, number five. Five. So music news this week is slightly lazy, but I thought it was interesting. Um, Rolling Stone have just released their list of the 200 greatest singers of all time. I'm not going to go through all 200. You'll be relieved to hear. <laughs> but I am going to do the top 10. Um, nice. So it, it was nice. They started the article by saying that Aretha Franklin described her mission as a singer like this. Me with my hand outstretched, hoping someone will take it. Oh. Um, and they say that kind of deep, empathetic bond between artist and listener is the most elemental connection in music. And you can think of our list of the 200 greatest singers of all time as a celebration of that bond. These are the vocalists that have shaped history and defined our lives from smooth operators to raw shouters, from gospel to punk, from Sinatra to Selena to SZA. Do you want to give a guess of anyone that's in the top 10? No, but like it's a band included. 
like singers, the lead singer. singers, yeah, yeah, just yeah. individual singers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Is there like classical, like operatic singers? No, not the really. Ten? There is no, okay. in some in some of the list, but it, no, it's more like rock and roll and pop and. Oh. Northern Dina. Soul. <laughs> no, actually, I don't uh, even know if I saw her in the list, the long list. Yeah, I don't know. Is it like what about a bit of like? Is there like blues or R&B and stuff yeah. like that kind of mm-hmm. thing? Mm. Mm-hmm. So people like Al Green or yes, um, yes, he's in the top uh, ten. Is he? Ah, yeah. winner, <laughs> winner, winner. Um, with no, uh, Jesus, my brain is not working. Uh, I don't know what, what kind of the breakdown of female to men. That's the breakdown of female men. to men. Mostly men. Actually, see, I found it a little bit surprising. The list. I don't know why. Um, I tell you, somebody who was not in the top ten was Freddie Mercury. He was like number fourteen or fifteen. Yeah, but this is why I was wondering. Mm-hmm. Like that's why I asked that question first yeah. off. I thought he'd be up there. Somewhere, so you yeah, you got number ten. Nick Al Green comes in at number ten. Number nine is Otis Redding, which I was very surprised with. Oh yeah, nice. Yeah. Uh, number eight is Beyonce. Which I was kind of surprised with too. You know, yeah. some people you think, yeah, they're good performers and all that, but like singing, what I think she was the yeah, best singer. For me, I'm very much focused on like their tone and the their package. actual. <laughs> what about Christina Aguilera? Is she in there? She's an unreal voice. <laughs> no, Aguilera. she's not in the top ten. She is in it though. She is in the yeah, top two hundred. Yeah, I did see her. I couldn't tell you where she was at. Um, there was like Billie Eilish was one hundred and ninety-eight or something. Oh. You know. I think okay. she's got a nice yeah. voice, but anyway. Um, number seven was Stevie Wonder. Okay. Yeah, Stevie Wonder is who I was trying to think of. Oh, my God. Uh, like, what? <laughs> number six was Ray Charles. Mm. Number five is the only white person on the list. Mariah Carey on the top ten. Oh, right. Okay. And actually, Mariah Carey's mixed race. Them. She's mixed race, isn't yeah. she? Yeah. Um, Number so four it has to be Aretha, Aretha Franklin has to be up there so somewhere she <laughs> Number four is Billie Holiday. Number three mm. was Sam Cooke. Number two was and I, yeah. Oh Whitney. Mm. Whitney. And number one was Aretha Franklin. Oh very good. So the fair play of the women though. Good. Yeah. Women one and two. Uh, one, two, three, four, five. I can't men believe I forgot women. about Whitney. Mm-hmm. Can't believe See, I forgot her. Damn it! Damn it! Um, yeah, Whitney means. So I when mean, they talked definitely about can build them out more than Beyonce can, I would say. Yeah, you know. totally, totally. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, what they said about Aretha was whatever she sang, she claimed it as her own. Um, and as long as you live, you'll never hear anything like Aretha Franklin. That's why her voice still goes right on changing the world. Singer of singers, queen of queens, all hail Lady Soul. Yeah. Very fair. She's fantastic. Um, what about Gaga? Where was Gaga? She no, was there way up. She was up in like, she was up about 95 or 96, something like that. Um, you'd be surprised like, and you, you won't know loads of the people on it as well. Um, Stephen Hicks was yeah. 30 or 40 something. You know, some of these people, like, mm. I mean like Shadi was, who was a fantastic singer so I was way up in the 90s or the 100s. Yeah, Shadi. Um, what about Elton John? Was he on there somewhere? He was, yes, he is, yeah. It's worth having a look at anyway. But um, yeah. like Rolling Stone, the definitive guide to things, you know. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. we must watch the Whitney Houston documentary and have an old guess about that mm. as well. My hairdresser went to see it. She said it was very interesting. Um, oh, so there you go. Um, that's the crack. That's five things for this week. So what's the plan of action if you're up to eyeballs and 
furniture moving and boxes, box packing and all that yes. sort of jazz. Well, um, I actually have a hen this weekend, you know, living my best <laughs> pregnant, pregnant life. <laughs> so There's me feeling sorry that. for you. You're like, nah, just be having a good time. <laughs> yeah, big up to Emma, whose hen is this weekend. I'm oh, have a great to time, it. Emma. Go wild. Yeah, so um, there's that. And then we have a bank holiday. So I have two days to recover from it. So that definitely helps, thank God. Mm. Um, and we Jealous need to assemble the bank holiday beds, now, I have to say. Stuff yeah. like that. Lily's bed came today at our dining table. So slowly but surely. Oh, we have a dining table and no chairs. So <laughs> it's coming together. Well, I've, uh, that's, I've had foldable crap chairs around my dining table yeah. until last week since like got in the door, bought the dining table, thought I was brilliant and have a crappy chairs around it for six months. <laughs> um, we have yeah, you know, quite weekend this weekend, actually. I have uh, play dates set up for Estelle and I must do... 14 miles, 22 kilometer oh, run um, on oh. Sunday. So kind of dreading that the way I feel so at the woman. moment. But uh, fingers crossed it'll all be fine. Um, and other than that, yeah, just going to be chilling out watching TV, probably recovering from last weekend. We're away the following weekend. So uh, yeah, it's all go. But um, yeah, that's the crack. Thanks nice. to everybody for listening and we will be back uh, next week all being well and I we put a caveat last week that we're very very hectic at the moment in life and work and stuff so we may miss the odd week here and there in the next week while but fingers crossed uh, we'll be back again soon anyway thank you all for listening don't forget to share with your friends love yous all happy St. Bridget's Day thanks everyone Manana Heron <laughs> love you and our, our mother namesake Bridget Murphy of <laughs> the saint herself uh, Ciao for now. Bye.